school's getting ready to start back up. You know, the kids got registered. She, my oldest, has the opportunity to have my sixth grade teacher. Okay. Which is kind of funny because yeah. she's now a third grade teacher. And so I was really huh. wanting to hope that she got that teacher. She didn't, which fucking sucks. So I asked the wife if she could, like, file a mutiny or something and try to get my kids switched over. But she can't, and that's <laughs> fine. But talking about school and everything, that the middle kid's starting to go to school, too. And so the thing of, like, school lunch popped in my head. Yeah. And my favorite thing for school lunch, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a fat motherfucker, so I like fat a lot. <laughs> but uh, like when you think about, I, I guess elementary school, I don't really remember a whole lot of food options. I, I just don't. I remember a lot of sure. breakfast at, sure. at elementary school. But for me, like middle school and high school, I just have these things embedded. And I think everyone does. Has these? I have these things embedded in my brain of like, I love Crispitos, which sound awful because Crispitos are pretty fucking terrible for you sure um but i loved crispitos growing up because of school right and so like i just i wonder what the <laughs> things that my kid's gonna <laughs> what my kid's gonna come out of school being like oh man the nostalgia for this kind of food like yeah in high in high school i pretty sure i didn't eat a whole lot of lunch and i just got like a package of bosco sticks which are the cheese filled bread sticks and sure. i just dip those ranch that's primarily what i had for lunch like every day of i have school. i have several things to say on this topic okay all right yeah. first of all favorite lunch food for me something i got pretty regularly that was at like a hot lunch that they served uh, mini corn dogs yeah, right? yeah mini corn dogs were yeah, on point those were good now yeah my school i went to goodrell they also had like a pay station where you could buy different stuff i would sure i would buy and blow my load on the the snackables uh sandwiches the like the pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like the early uncrustable things the uncrustables that's exactly what yeah. it is yeah oh yeah so i definitely were, do that those were good now what i will say is that what was crazy popular in my school uh junior high and, and in high school both was cheesy bread day and I don't know why motherfuckers oh, sure. love yeah. cheesy bread, but it was not Jesus. my jam. Oh my god! What? Yeah, you know it wasn't. What's now, wrong with you? Nah, I gotta tell you, right? You're, you're worried <laughs> you about. Don't have to tell me, lay back and no, tell me. I don't have to. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> cheesy bread, not it. Uh, you know, our kids though are are a little better off because of how much pressure is on schools to serve a healthy. Yeah, Michelle Obama meal. really fucked this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ain't going to find too many mini corn dogs and cheesy breads out well, there, like, at least I, not without a fruit and a vegetable. I've I've thought about going back to school. Like, you know, you can visit your kid at lunch and stuff or do whatever, and I've never done yeah. that, um, and yeah. I've thought about it. But the thing that I've thought about doing the most is when it was chili day, they'd always mm. have, like, that sticky cinnamon roll, and that was the chili. bee's knees. Chili day, which, not – uh, not coincidentally comes after hamburger day. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. But what's, what's weird is a, the idea of when you tell somebody who's not from the Midwest that chili at school came with a cinnamon roll, they're like, wait, what? Has, I remember that. Yeah. It's so awkward, but that cinnamon roll was the fucking best. And I would trade away my bowl of chili cause I hate chili cause I don't like sure. beans. Sure. And so again, adding to my fat fuckness, I would instead trade my bowl of chili for another cinnamon roll. And so for lunch, I would have two cinnamon rolls and that's what I'd go about my day with. Here, here's a good story for you. Uh, when I was in middle school, that's when uh, Pokemon was blowing up. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hold on. I mean, that's that, that's okay. That's we we uh, we were at school at the same time, so I mean, it was the same 
era, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like Pokemon was all the rage with the big the big red Game Boy that I have, and it just continued to build while we were while we were ramping up into middle school. Yeah. So in middle school, that's when it blew up, right? Now, right. Pokemon cards specifically were really popular. People would bring their binders and everything, right? Oh, I yeah. had I yeah, had my binder load, for I had a load of Pokemon cards. Sure. So I was maybe in sixth or seventh grade. I traded my friend a hollow Charizard first oh, yeah. edition sure. for a week's worth of uh, uh, treats for lunch. Sure, yeah, yeah. At the time, really good deal on Tony's part. Right. Now, future Tony's pissed off because he's out like 40 G's for that card if you had kept it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah there, there's that's, my... That's a, rough, that's, a rough, that's a rough story. Yeah, I just... Thinking about going back to school and like the idea that these people care for your kids all all day and all you know all afternoon, yeah. And then thinking about like again the the reverie or the nostalgia that I have for fucking Crispitos, cinnamon rolls, and Bosco sticks. It's like, what's my kid going to be excited about? Like, oh man, we had uh, chicken fried rice for lunch today. Uh, <laughs> I don't right. Really like to have chicken fried rice because like that's a thing that they get to have as a lunch. Like you, we didn't uh, have that shit. Did we you had get suspended? That- um, I got in school suspension. I never got out of school suspension. Yeah, I I got suspended get, a few times. Did you? No, I never got out of school. I got I did yeah. get in school, and that was rough. <laughs> Sitting in one room all day and eating a cold lunch that sucked. There's a defining moment in my high school life that I can think well, of. So, like you know, uh, through middle school and into like ninth, tenth grade, I wasn't like a very popular kid as you might imagine i'm you know i'm overweight kind of shy uh you were bald then too yeah not at all uh so i was i was kind of one of those people that like fit in so like there wasn't a group of people that didn't talk to me but sure i wasn't like in any of the groups right i had a couple kind of quirky friends but you and i were kind of i think we grew up similar in in high school wise like I could hang out and talk to all of the preppy kids through yeah. all of the goth kids. Like I could talk and hang out with anybody and they all knew who I was, yep. but I was never really like set to one grouping necessarily. Like sure. I had friends that were super duper preppy and then I had friends that were like way scummy, but yeah. I, I, I could do it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I remember I was in 10th grade in choir class and, uh, the choir teacher, this lady, I don't even remember her name. She was mad at me about something. I think I was playing on my old school Nokia, you know, yeah, Nokia playing phone, snake, snake playing snake. Sure. Exactly. Right. Yep, right. Not playing with your and, snake, but playing snake. Yeah. And she did something that it wasn't like, Hey Tony, put your phone away. It's like, she called me out in front of the entire class and kind of, like was purposely trying to embarrass me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I said something that got me um, suspended for a week, but I got a lot of street cred in the hall. And that was, I told her to suck my fucking dick. Oh, and she, and she looked at me and she said, what did you say? And I said, suck my fucking dick. And as I was leaving, She's like, go to the principal's office. Uh, you know, and everybody's like, ooh, like Kevin Hart style. Like, oh, no, he did it. Right, he right, right, right. no nipples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as I was leaving, um, 
she told me to go to the principal's office. She said something. And then what I said was, after you get done, suck it again. And that got me suspended for a week. So, wow. Yep. The first suck my dick didn't, but the second one did. Yeah. Well, I said it overall three times. You know, right, yeah, I said it yeah. once. I said it twice. And as I was leaving, I told her when she's done, one more time, yeah. do it again. So, yeah. Fucking hard ass over here. That got me a lot of street cred. Um, and then there was this pretty hot girl. Her name was Janelle. And um, it was that time in high school where girls are starting to mature. You know, that happens sure. like in grade school now. But uh, <laughs> Shit, you're you know, not wrong. She's she's coming into her own. She's got a nice chest. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the it's like the freshman to sophomore bump. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. freshman ain't no titties bump. Sophomore bump is holy shit. There's some titties. Yep. So Janelle was really popular because she had a fat ass, right? <laughs> yeah. Ph. Yes. Phat. She is what yeah. the millennials would have called a pog. And yeah, or a th- is that a thought? A thought. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know all the terms. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, cook it up in the crock pot. Thought. 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 <laughs> Uh, so it's exactly what was going for some reason. Uh, she was from like out of, out of state. So she had never lived in Iowa, whatever she got set next to me in, in first period math. So I befriended her. Right. Cause I'm like the quirky chubby kid, you know, I'm unassuming. Right. So you're the nice fat. Dude. Yeah, exactly. I make you laugh. So we became pretty good. <laughs> I make you laugh. Yeah. And then your panties fall off. That's right. You right. Hear me out here. So yeah. we became pretty good friends. And there um, was this hallway at East high down in the, in the lower level, people would hang out like during their free period and between classes and all that. So we're hanging out down there one day and um, she's like chatting up with this guy and this guy's like really pushing the buttons on trying to, trying to get, get his action. Right. And right. she's not really having it. So I say something like, Hey man, uh, Hey Rob, just, just chill out. Back bro. the fuck up. Right. Yeah. And so he kind of like, who the fuck are you? Right. She starts making out with me like hardcore oh! right then and there. And, uh, you know, not going to lie. I got immediate boner. Of course you did. Yeah. So that was another point where people were like, he's the man. Yeah. Um, and then oh, the last, the last part of this trifecta is okay. In junior year, I had grown my hair out. So my hair, <laughs> You're non-existent hair I now. Know, yes, right. I know. Right. You can't yes. even imagine right. my hair was l- past my shoulders long. Okay. And I grew a beard. So I had a full beard. I had hair past my shoulders. I looked like I was about 25. So I became the kid that would go across the street to this place called the Oasis. I would buy beer and liquor. I had a. Oh, no, I know, I know the Oasis. Yeah. I had a sub box with fake subs in it. So hollowed sure. out sub box, put it in there, and I would bootleg it out of the back of my. Ford Explorer, my 1995 Ford Explorer for twice as much as I paid for it. So of I course. became, I became the hookup for the, you were synonymous. You were, you were, you were the booze, the booze cruiser. Yeah. I also started a business in high school, like a legit business from, right. e, from econ class. You might remember back in the, in the early two thousands, there was this really popular East side or uh, East side ride or die saying, and then also Lee township against the world. 
I started that in my econ class. Uh, I made a I made a run of hoodies that said East Side Ride or Die, and I made a run of hoodies that said Lee Township Against the World. Sold sold out in school. Reordered a bunch. Put them in Kmart. Walmart picked up some stuff. I made like sixty grand. Sixty grand in high school? Yeah, man. Listen, here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you come up with a hot deal like that, sixty grand then is like two hundred grand now. So I'm gonna need yeah. you to come up with a new hot one. Hot one, just, Sean just, Evans. Just Welcome just, to our show. You're, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, yeah, whoa, school. That's crazy to think about. It's the fair. Yep. It's summertime's almost over. The kids are almost back to school. Yep. And uh, and when we are back uh, to deliver you the, the schooling, it is the DTS podcast. Hello. Yeah, welcome to the DTS podcast. I'm Tony. Hi, I'm Derek. Hi, uh, my uh, name is Mike Hotsmall. <laughs> my... Cock small. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. What so a, what a, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Here's the deal. So DTS podcast episode. I don't even know. It's seventeen only, or eighteen. I'm not really sure. You're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, in that realm of a dozen and a half. So last week we weren't able to record, but we had a we had an agenda. So we're gonna blast through some of that agenda real quick. Then we got we'll a double step this week's news. Oreo. Uh, we got a double step Oreo episode for you. Sounds dirty, but all right. So <laughs> well, it is. Get get the ugly news out of the way real quick. Grant Thompson, who's a famous YouTuber, the king of random. Who I don't, I don't know this person. I'm sorry. Oh man, it, this one hit me because I watch all of their episodes on the King of Random. Really, pretty popular YouTube channel. It's just, it's, it's what it sounds like. They do random science experiments, like sure you know, dumping lava into liquid nitrogen and what what happens and all that kind of stuff. He had he died in a paragliding accident last week that's crazy yeah just randomly he's like in his late 30s you know really popular youtuber and just here one minute gone the next so using the word random to describe his death feels kind of cheap so don't do that yeah it it was and i saw that in several articles that seemed to have seemed to have had no self-awareness that they were making yeah that that they were doing that joke yeah it's not a good joke no so I mean, that that's, sucks, though. I mean, talk about being out there and enjoying yourself and then paragliding. It's here's, crazy. Here's what, here's what I'm telling you. I, I know I don't know that we're going to necessarily talk about this, but that him dying, there was a lot of weird shit, bad shit that happened in the last week in the United States of America. Yep. Here's what I'm telling you. There's never been a better time to uh, never leave your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, just stay inside and listen to our catalog of DTS podcasts. <laughs> 17 episodes and yeah, strong. You're, you're just guaranteed not to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Too soon. You're probably too soon. Maybe that's the name of the podcast this week. <laughs> guaranteed not, not to get shot. shot. Oh, fuck, man. Listen. We're getting sued by somebody. Yeah, seriously, though. goes out, All the people in Canton, all the people in El Paso. This shit is fucked up, man. And, yeah. you know, uh, Trump, as stupid as this guy is, I think he had a pretty good point when he he advocated and said that social media companies should put together a predictive algorithm for these kind of things. Every time this happens, that person that did the act, there was plenty of red flags, but it's like the problem is there are 10 red flags and 10 different people only see one. They don't see all 10. So no, you know, but Facebook does. we talked about Facebook. Just, they know everything about everything. The thing, the thing I would caution you about is uh, 
he he also blamed video games. Yeah, which fuck him that's that. not a thing at all. No, like the Tetris memes of like play a Tetris, then you're gonna go murder twenty five people. Like a not funny, but b way funny. Like definitely not okay. Yeah. Um, but the idea that he also when he had his little conference said uh, that it was Toledo and not Dayton was a little fucked up. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I it's hard for me not to think that with all of the all of the privacy crap with Facebook, all the stuff that we've talked about of you look at something and then boom, you got an ad for it. Right, right, right. You know, if somebody subpoenaed Facebook, I would almost guarantee that they have information well, that this kid it, was looking up guns that he yeah, was looking up how to kill people and shit like that and you talk about the dark web right like people talk about the dark web and all that shit all the time and right. the thing that i find crazy is that out of everything if we know the existence that there is this dark side of the internet that people go to there's got to be a better way to police that you know and, and i understand that maybe you don't want to see the shit that's on there because i've I'd, i've never surfed my web to the dark side nope. um but the things that I've been told that are on there don't sound pleasant, and the people on there definitely don't sound pleasant. But no. in that instance, yeah, you got a lot of keyboard warriors and a lot of people that talk a lot of shit. But at the same time, listen, you need to Jay and Silent Bob that shit. You need to hunt every motherfucker on that list down, knock on their door, and beat the shit out of them if they sure. say one wrong thing. Like, yes, it's America, but to what degree do we do we allow America to become this place where? People just die because That's, a motherfucker pulled a gun up at a fucking club or at a fucking Walmart, dude. Like at, at a certain point, those freedoms are are taken away because one bad apple. Yeah, I mean, these are the kind of invasions of privacy that, like, personally, I'm okay with. You know, if if yeah. you're looking up how to kill people and you know, like, where to buy guns and shit like that, and Facebook knows that. I kind of feel like they're obliged to say something. It, and it, I've always been taught. I've always been taught. You see it, you say it, right? Sure. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a management tactic. If if you get taught that in a retail environment or or in a management tactic, how are we not using that in life? If you see somebody searching, you know, specific ways to purchase an AR-15 at a at a gun place in Texas and get it FedEx to him, right. maybe that is cause for an alarm somewhere. Yeah, that might be throwing off some warning bells. Um, right. It, you know, and the shitty part here is that Facebook has that. They just right. need to put in some keywords. Yep, it, their algorithm is, is set to do that. Yeah, you're and right. We know it works. <laughs> so, yep. Clearly. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying, like, we're the most equipped to talk about this because clearly we are not in that kind of place. But m- m- the ultimate thing I want to say about this, not not in any joking manner by any means, I know, I, I know we like to have a good time here, but is I am – truly heartbroken and scared to be raising three children in this United States of America. Right. And I'm not, not, I'm very proud to be an American, but I'm not proud when things like that happen in my, in my country. Those are not things that make me proud to be here. Those things scare me to death. Right. And you think about, you know, we're old enough that we've been in the workforce a long time. One of yeah. my first, one of my first jobs was Best Buy. And I think it was for you probably too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, nowadays, 2000, pro- probably 2015 onward, every job I go to every single year, you have to take an active shooter learning course of some sort. It It's unavoidable. 
you have to know what what to do in a situation. Right. Somebody comes in guns a blazing. Like that that is Right. That's that that's that a is a telltale sign of what kind of yeah, that is that tells you what kind of uh, America we live in. Yeah. What kind of country that we are a part of when we have to teach ourselves what to do in when an active shooter shows up. Yeah. You know, the the stories coming out of that uh Walmart shooting in El Paso is that a kid walked up to people and was like screaming, Hey, there's an active shooter. And everyone's just like, <laughs> it's some kid. He doesn't know any better. And it's like, this fucking kid was trying to save your life. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and that is, I, I couldn't imagine my seven year old having to be the one to save my life or anybody else's. And it just, it, it really puts life and liberty and the pursuit, the pursuit of happiness in a perspective for you. You know what I'm saying? Like for it sure. really, shakes things up for you so i mean that's that's everything i've got to say on that on that topic but i just want to say that i am heartbroken and i'm not saying that we have any kind of following anywhere close to those cities but my my true heartfelt um uh thoughts and prayers and uh, the action that i am trying to take is is voicing my opinion and and trying to advocate for that change i I know that thoughts and prayers don't go anywhere so my my action is is my voice yeah and I'm with you. We need yep. we need gun control. You know, we're not going to go down that political road. But I mean, it's it's. Yep. I don't know anybody that doesn't think that we need gun control. Even people I that I know that are gun owners. You know, we we know a certain man that is bald with a yes. beard that owns a lot of guns, and, yep. and he I'm would tell you. To take anybody, I'm not saying to take anybody's control. guns away. Right. All I'm trying to say is make sure that fucking psychopaths don't order them from goddamn El- order them from Texas to get shipped to Dayton, Ohio. Right. Exactly. That that should not be happening. Yeah. Keep your gun in your truck, but don't give it to the fucking 21 year old dude that's clearly showing some kind of psychotic dis- you know behavior. Right. Switching so. gears here. So, story that came out last week. Um, two different stories that kind of inter, intertwine is that you need to sell your Apple stock. How much Apple stock do you own? Um, last I checked, I want to say that I owned um, less than one. Yeah, I would so agree zero, with that. Zero. Yes, yeah, also goose no eggs stock. worth of stock. So, Not so Apple, you know, widely known as one of the richest companies on the planet, Very richest much. no more. So they were oh. dethroned by Google this past quarter. And a lot of, you know, investors, uh, financial people are saying that you should be selling your Apple stock and not because Apple's doing really poorly. There are reports about how their iPhone revenues down. They're in this lawsuit with Samsung about not making enough iPhones, not fulfilling their production contractual productions. Yep, exactly. So here's what's happening, though. That, you, that I think people kind of need to know because, you know what, Apple's one of those companies that is too big to fail. You want to talk about bailout 2019. Yeah. Apple starts to go down. You know, we're all fucked. Um, <laughs> no shit. Apple's operating margin has declined for the 14th straight quarter. So if you do the math on that, it's over three years, three and a half years straight, their operating margin, which is basically the money you make, at right. the end of the day has declined. It means it might tell you that they're making $2 billion a year, but they might be, they're, they're spending three. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So not, I mean, yeah, not, not quite that far, but, but between their, their operating costs of their stores of, against the right. products that they're selling, it, it, they're, they're not bringing home the bacon. They're not. Well, they're still making a lot of money. The problem oh, yeah, is right. They were but making the difference. They were making this much and now they're right. slowly making less and less and chipping less. away. They're right. still making a fuckload of money. And they're still sitting on a stockpile of cash. 
here's one thing that scared a lot of investors. There's no maintaining. Well, Apple makes a lot of money off the App Store and things that you buy via apps on the App Store. So through iTunes. Microtransactions is what those are called. Sure, sure, yeah. So they get a flat 30%. So say you buy something on the App Store, five bucks, they get 30%. Say that you buy something in a game you spend 10 bucks in a game you bought that battle pass for Fortnite. sure through your iphone they get three bucks sure so that's a big just revolving door of money netflix pulled out of that so now you can no longer subscribe to netflix through the iphone app ipad app or macbook app because they don't want to share the revenue they don't they they, they want to they just don't want to share at 30 percent. sure so if you look Apple's at that, greedy ways are coming back to kick them in the ass. Yeah, so there's some numbers that came out. 2018, Apple gets 30% of all those subs that we talked about, sure. which, you know, numbers-wise, that was $256 million in 2018. Just straight up didn't have to do nothing for it. They just got a quarter of a billion dollars sure. based on those subscriptions. Like, And I thought about it. I have YouTube TV that I have set up through my Apple subscription, Fifty dollars yeah. a month, they're getting fifteen dollars for doing. Basically, nothing. what Apple's doing is is being like one of those podcasts and telling you like, fucking go to uh, the mattress dot com slash Apple and they get a cut of it. Yeah, is essentially what they're doing is they have their hands in everybody's cookie jar because if you want to be on the Apple platform, you're paying for it. Period. Right. Yeah, you know, they were dethroned by Google for the richest company. Apple up till recently had roughly one hundred and sixty five billion dollars in the bank. Right. Within the last couple uh, quarters, they've offloaded almost $70 billion in assets. So now they're closer to $100 million. And that is getting rid of investments, pushing money into R&D, paying employees, uh, paying stock dividends, all that stuff. People were getting pissed off if you're buying Apple stock that they're not giving you money. They're not paying right. their shareholders dividends. They got 170 million in the bank or billion, and they're not giving nobody nothing. So yeah, meanwhile they're telling you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. So they started offloading assets, which is deflating their stock value, as is the economy. And now Google is the richest company in the world. Uh, Alphabet technically, uh, sure, is the richest company in the world. So there's that. There's your Apple know-how. Sell your stock. Sell your Apple stock. If you have zero, sell it. Now, the flip side of that might be that it could be a good time to buy. Right. So keep that in mind if you have, I don't even know what Apple stock is. It's well over um, a couple hundred bucks, I believe. Let's see. Apple stock, 203. Uh, 203.43. Yep. Or, yeah, 203.43. Up That's, 4%. Up 4%. I'm sorry, up 2%. Right. Up 2%. Yeah, you, you right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so NFL, Derek, tell me how you feel about that man it's uh preseason time uh which excites me uh my denver broncos and and by mine i mean because i own them yeah uh, my denver broncos played the uh, first preseason game at the hall of fame game against the atlanta falcons which they won that game was very boring though um very very reed ed reed baby uh yeah sure um ed reed got inducted to the hall of fame my boy champ bailey got inducted to the hall of fame yeah uh tony gonzalez got inducted to the hall of fame quite a few people got inducted to the hall of fame that we grew up watching which is kind of fun champ bailey um, first uh defensive back in broncos history in the hall of fame 
I yeah would not surprise me um, at all. So uh, I don't know. I I I love baseball, but it's very hard to not realize that football has become America's sport, America's pastime. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea that tonight, even there were, uh, I believe at one time at least three, if not four. Uh, preseason being yep. but four football games on at one time that, i mean that is big news and exciting for me um ravens were kicking ass and taking names tonight the, the um, broncos just started playing at nine against the seattle seahawks okay so i don't know how they're doing um hard knocks premiered i think last week did yep. you have you watched hard knocks before tony hey baltimore ravens were the very first season of hard knocks baby was were, were they really that's wow. right yeah bill that was way that that was that was a uh, Bill Belichick and right uh, right after they won their Super Bowl. Wow! Yeah, that's, Tony that's Saragusa, crazy. Shannon Sharp, sure, uh, the whole Rod Woodson, Ray Lewis. Yeah, the uh, whole the whole John the game was all there. Steve Smith there? No, <laughs> well, he, he was playing, but he wasn't there. Yeah, he was playing for the Ray, the, the the Panthers still wasn't yep. he? Um, so this year is um, one of my least favorite teams in the world on Hard Knocks. That's the uh, Oakland Raiders. Yep. Um, but still, I I like John Gruden. I'm a big I'm a Gruden fan, and I, and I just love that inside look at football, whether it's fake or not. And I don't think it is, but no. I just love being able to watch that deep dive of what they do, and it and it was really fun. So it's um, it's slightly artificial the way that they um, spotlight certain players players and have them do um, things and, and have them do interviews and stuff like that but sure. i mean it's real those people get cut and yeah you know there's a lot of a uh hbo has like this auxiliary uh documentary that they do with um uh steve or ed sable i can't remember which one is alive and which one's dead but sable <laughs> with uh the nfl network where they talk about the production and how you know you hope that you don't spend hundreds of hours of time on this rookie that has a lot of charisma that gets cut and he's just gone. Right. You know, so right. it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So it's been fun to be able to watch that. Um, back on topic of my Denver Broncos, um, you know, we got uh, your old quarterback, Joe Flacco, man yep. in the man in the ship this year. Got uh, uh, a decent backup quarterback. Emmanuel Sanders still leading the receiving core. Uh, a couple young rookies, Noah Fant out of Iowa. Uh, he's our uh, one of our rookie tight ends that we picked up. So excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, you know, we, we've got a pretty good running back in Philip Lindsay. He can still do some stuff. Sure. That defense is still as stout as ever. Um, with that being said, in all complete honesty, I don't expect us to finish over 500. Um, I'm just being a realist here. I don't think Joe Flacco's the answer. Uh, I've never been much of a Flacco man myself. I know you would say otherwise. Obviously, he brought you to a Super Bowl and got you that. There's a few um, few good things about him. Yep. Um, but I don't I don't see that in Joe Flacco. I think he's 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 a little uh, seasoned, a little too seasoned. And so sure. I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. But currently, I mean, my I'll give you, like I said, I, I think the Broncos will win six games, I'll say. Uh, that's being very, uh, six and ten? I think they're going to go six and 10 and, and I, you know, I, I'm a Bronco ride till I die. I will root for them every week and I'll pick them every single week. But being a realist, I really don't think that they're going to get better than six and 10. You got the chargers who are really good and the chiefs who are prepared to be very good yeah. and the Raiders who might surprise some people. Um, yeah. the Broncos might be the last in that league this year, but we'll see, or at least in that division. Um, my super bowl pick for this week, we'll I'm put that out on record and Whoa, I expect you to okay. do the same. Yep, um, this is I, I'm I'm going with my my heart and my gut one and the same here. Um, I would love nothing more, and think both of these teams have the ability to do this. I would love nothing more than to see Drew Brees and the the New Orleans Saints nah. take on 
Philip Rivers and the San Diego Chargers. Okay. Both both those guys are getting close to the tail end of their careers. Uh, Philip, I don't think wants to play as long as Drew has. Drew has played a long and lustrous career, uh, but to see him go up against his old team, I think would be really fun. Sure. And I really want to see Philip at least get a chance at a Super Bowl. I would love to see that Super Bowl. I think it'd be a, a fresh, new, uh, fun Super Bowl to, to to watch. Okay, so I'll bring I'll bring it back to reality because um, there's <laughs> fucking do. zero chance of that happening. <laughs> Uh, it you know it's gonna be the Patriots and the Chiefs. Fuck Tom it can't Brady, be Patriots and the Chiefs. The rain continues, the buddy. That's well, AFC. that's who I think's going to the AFC Championship. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I think the Patriots are gonna play somebody and they're gonna win. I don't. I don't care who it is. Um, if I had to pick a want, who I want from the NFC to go to the to it go to the, the bowl. Saints. You don't like you don't like Drew. I do like Drew. Drew Drew got his though, and so. I would not mind seeing Dak Prescott and the boys uh, make a run at it. I don't think they're poised to do that. But, I mean, yeah, to each their own. Yeah, you never so, know, man. So you, you think in your heart of hearts, your hopefulness, is you would like to see the boys against the Pats. Yeah, baby. The blue and white all day long, both Gross. sides. I hope Tom Brady gets his knee broken game one. The, the guy is like... I don't know, man. He it's, is crazy. He's he's a, a freak of nature when it comes to. It his is hard abilities. not to call him the goat. What do you mean it's hard not to? He is definitively the goat. The guy's got six fucking Super Bowl rings. I can't stand Tom Brady, so no. But he is so good, <laughs> so good. There's anyway, no. There's that's a different conversation. You can't even deny it. We have to move right, on, otherwise we're right, going to yeah, get derailed. Right, write it on the next week notes. You could, we could spend all week on. Goats of different fucking sports, but I'm just telling you, Tom Brady, maybe not the goat, but it's it's hard to not call him that. Wow. Anyway. <clears throat> what do you think about your Ravens? Hold, hold on, you didn't tell me. Are your Ravens going to be good this year? No. No, you're right. No, they're not. Um, they like, don't I like have that quarterback though. I like that quarterback. I like Lamar Jackson just fine, but the these running quarterbacks they always get fucked. But you're right. I mean. Not since Michael Vick has there been a successful, a uh, really successful I would say Cam Cam is probably the, the next one. Cam, Cam is, is getting beat up, and now, Lamar now. Jackson is not big like Cam. You're right, but Cam Cam was the next guy that was doing it pretty well. <sighs> sure, yeah. And, and, Lamar Jackson completed like 40% of his passes last year, so I, I, that's not even a fucking from, joke. And stole the job from my quarterback. He, that's good to know. He had more rushing yards than almost uh, every other running back in his starting game so it's like yeah i mean the guy's the guy's a monster but he can't throw a ball to save his life you you made it to the playoffs last year and then choked yeah yeah real bad should have put flacco uh, i don't yeah that's i do remember that moment um yeah i i don't uh i don't anticipate them what, give me a, give me a record. I, I said I said six and ten. What do you, what do you got? I think just because of the division that they're in, um, I expect a lot out of the Browns. Um, Everyone does. Yeah. Well, Everyone. I actually believe it this time though. I, and I do too. Yeah. But every, everyone is hopping on that train. I mean, I want. I would love the Browns to at least get to the playoffs. I, I could see the Browns I, winning ten, ten games. I was gonna say that the, I think they're gonna go like nine and seven. Yeah. So I think they're gonna be above five hundred for the first time in a long time. So, 
So your Ravens are going to be like, what, three and... (laughs) I think that two of those wins are going to come against the Ravens. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, I would expect the Ravens to probably be at nine and seven. Um, And I don't think that they're probably going to get a wild card. Uh, Not at nine and seven in that division. It's happened before. The AFC has has sent three... AFC North has sent three teams to the the playoffs playoffs on several occasions. Um, Yeah. So I don't see it. The Ravens we'll see. Uh, final twenty nine to zero against the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Like I said, I haven't checked the uh, Broncos score. They've only been playing for a little bit, but I'll tell you here in a second. The, the Braves lost. I can tell you that three nothing Broncos against the Seahawks in the first. Tell uh, tell me about the Irishman. Uh, yeah. So I I love when Netflix gets these big, overly priced, heavy heavily produced movies. Right. I don't know if you do too, but I, I yeah, love man. it. Um, so Netflix picked up a Scorsese movie, okay. uh, which I mean, Martin Scorsese, some of the best pictures ever made, right? The departed. Yeah. I mean, I, it, that's the one, the one that I always to go to. Yeah. It's the one I, the one I always go to as well. Um, but, but Scorsese, did he do gangs in New York also? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, yeah, there's another good one. So yeah. he's making a, a new movie called the Irishman. Uh, okay. and it's got the three big ones, man. It's got Joe Pesci and I haven't seen Joe Pesci in a movie in forever. That's interesting. Got, yeah. Got Robert De Niro. Okay. And Al fucking Pacino. So heavy hitters. Yeah. In so Scorsese style Brooklyn, you know, mobster movie. Interesting. Um, he's got so he's, he, he's has got a lot, he has a lot of history with with De Niro, all the way back to Taxi Driver. Um, I don't think that he did. Raging Bull. Oh no, he he did Raging Bull. I'm pretty sure. So you got Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, um, Goodfellas, obviously. Uh, God, there's at least one or two more. Uh, Scorsese. I'm, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up his. Uh, okay. I'm gonna pull up his his films here. But he he has a really good range. I mean, we talked about The Departed. He did Wolf of Wall Street. He was a director of that. Um, yep. The guy, the guy's incredible. I love him. Um, I love the movies. Too, uh, so so I'll, I'll just go through the movies that uh, that I have heard of or or seen. Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, uh, King of Comedy, which is uh, apparently heavily influenced for that new Joker movie that's coming right. out here soon. Um, I've heard of Color of Money, Last, Last Temptation of Christ. He he directed, uh, which is really really uh, important. Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Age of Innocence, Casino. Bringing Out the Dead, Gangs of New York, uh, Aviator, Departed, Shutter Island, uh, Hugo, which I did not see, Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, and now The Irishman. Did you say The Aviator? Aviator, yeah, with uh, with, uh, 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 DiCaprio, yeah. Yep. This is his first movie since 2016, uh, and that movie was Silence. I think it'll be good, man. I mean, you can't can't make a a bad movie. The, the it's a tough one to pass up. Yeah. The Netflix uh, movies have been incredible, at least the big, the big blockbuster type ones. Right. So, yeah, this is a movie that's kind of based around the Jimmy Hoffa time frame uh, okay. and, and his disappearance, and obviously everyone wondering who the fuck killed Jimmy Hoffa. That's a, that's a big thing. But uh, De Niro plays the Irishman. Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Joe Pesci, uh, Harvey Keitel, Anna Paquin, Bobby Cannavale, who I love. Um, Steven uh, yeah so Joe Joe Pesci it's a, it's a he hasn't been yeah. in anything since the late 90s 
I mean, there's a couple of voice like acting things, but Lethal Weapon 4 in 1998 is his last major credit. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's he hasn't done a whole lot. Years. So for for him to pull him out of essentially retirement and not have him be in anything forever until now is kind of that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, my fingers are crossed, and I know this is kind of insane, but I kind of hope that Rick Moranis gets the same thing if they ever do some, that new ghost. If they ever do that. No, new Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Get out of here. Spaceballs, man. Spaceballs doesn't hold up. Oh, Spaceballs is pretty funny, dude. I don't I don't think it holds up. up like for a lot of reasons. It's but, funny. Yeah. But it doesn't hold up. But, <sighs> anyway. So moving on. Off of uh, one major company, Netflix, to a competitor in the market, Shit. Disney the Plus. Best, the best competitor, yeah. Disney is going to offer a bundle of Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu for $13 a month. Is it ESPN or is it ESPN Plus? ESPN Plus. So it's just the extra stuff, not full ESPN? Or is it just... I've never, I don't have ESPN Plus, so I've never played with it. Is it just like a, hey, we produce these these things? Or is ESPN Plus like, hey, you can watch ESPN everywhere you go? Mm, so let's see. ESPN Plus is a Disney-owned sports streaming platform, which carries hundreds of MLB... NHL, MLS, Grand Slam Tennis. It's literally ESPN. It's pretty much ESPN. Full library of ESPN films. Um, They have exclusive UFC uh, matches. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we all know what Hulu is. Hulu's actually... I watched a lot of Hulu when I had it. Um, I... Currently, we got Hulu at Black Friday last year for a dollar a month. It's got... It's got... uh, Commercials in it, yeah. But we got it for a dollar a month for a year. That's good. So I mean, that's twelve bucks a year, which isn't bad. But I think Hulu with no commercials right now is like twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, it's up just there. by itself. Yep. So ESPN Disney Plus, Plus is like yeah. seven dollars a month. So yeah, it's like so in in Disney, I think it was seven or eight, right? Yeah, eight bucks. That's a deal, brother. Yeah, I'm in. Dude. I, I mean, and I love me a deal. Yeah. I might this not even a, use the other two, but Disney Plus, all, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss five dollars a month especially when i need one of those things or i get a watch one of those out-of-market games right i i yeah 13 bucks like i said my hulu will run out in november anyway that's a no-brainer yeah no maybe one of the reasons that they can afford to give you such a good deal is because so far year to date disney films have done over eight billion dollars in the box office which is is crushed the the yearly record and the year's not even over Two big, so uh, some big, some big movies coming. Well, let's recap, right? So, what movies have come out this year? You know, obviously, Endgame was big. Yep, Avengers was huge. Toy yeah. Story was got to be big. You yep. have Lion King, yeah, um, Captain Marvel, Lion King, Captain Marvel, Aladdin. Aladdin was still pretty big. Aladdin did over a billion dollars. Lion King did over a yeah. billion dollars so far. So, yep. I mean, you talk about just that's four movies or five movies. Like yeah. that's yep. And Some two money. big ones coming up, Frozen 2. Oh, yeah. That thing's going to easily break a couple million dollars within a few months. And then, They're going to let all that money go. Yep, the final Star Wars, uh, the the final Skywalker Star Wars. So, oh, shit. They're going to get to $10, million, to $10 billion, billion without even yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. It's crazy. That's fucking nuts. Isn't that, isn't that just out of, out of, out of this world? It's fucking kind of sick. Yeah. It's a lot and that's of money, just dude. Disney. That's just movies, Disney. Yeah, that's not that's not TV at all. That's not 
that's not their ESPN. That's not their ABC yeah. or whatever they own. Did you see the reboots that they're going to be doing for Disney Plus? They recently announced when they were talking about that that bundle. No. Disney is set to launch in November. That Disney Plus. Right. And uh, they're going to be reimagining some classics. Uh oh. Like what? Che- Cheaper by the dozen. Okay. Di- Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. Night at the Museum. Rest nah. in peace, Robin Williams. Okay. And Home Alone. They're gonna reboot Home Alone, huh? I I guess that's the that's the rumor right now. Or reimagine, huh? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts, dude. That's yeah, you know, speaking of Home Alone, not to get too far off on a tangent, but sure, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, fucking love that guy, dude. You ever watch any of his stuff? No, I listened to that Bunny Ears podcast a couple times, but other yeah. than that, the guy's funny, man. I mean, oh, he's funny. He's yeah. he's got comedic time for sure. For yeah, absolutely good. Good, good on him. Um, let's talk about Apple real quick because uh, something I'm kind of excited about that we talked about a few months ago when it was Aside announced. From selling their stock, also get into this. Correct. Apple credit card started rolling out this week. Yeah. Um, so in case you're not aware, Apple is doing a credit card, and it sounds pretty fucking badass. They, yeah, they kind of tease a lot of this when they announced it at first, but I know that you know they say a lot of big things at the start, right? And you never right. know if it's actually going to be true. So the way that this is going to work is you go on your iPhone to the wallet app and you apply. And for the most part, it's completely digital. So you're using Apple Pay. You're using um, third-party providers that Apple does. You do have a physical card for places that don't accept Apple Pay or things like that, but... The way that they're working is they're going to let you charge your purchases. They're going to help you understand how much interest you're getting, uh, you're paying, what amounts you should pay to maximize your interest reduction. They're going to set up payment plans, and then there are zero fees and shit like that. So it's like a pretty good deal, and they have a lot of robust analytics to show you where you're spending the most money, where you could cut out. Um, I mean, I'm in love. And the card looks fucking sweet. Yeah, I, I don't care. Um, the, I'm not a credit card user necessarily, so that does not do much for me. I don't use Apple okay. Pay. Um, right. But I, I know as a tech fiend yourself that this is right up. This is a Tony Walchel thing. So here's the, here's the biggest thing for me is I have a few credit cards. I don't use credit cards uh, that often. I don't run up my run up my credit card limits or anything like that. Right. Um, I make regular purchases on them, pay it off. I get I get points. You're right. right. You're, now, you're using it to your advantage. Mostly, yeah. I mean, I f- I float a small balance. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't let it get out of control. So. The way I use my credit card is I have an American Express, uh, American Express, Blue Cash, Preferred, something, something. You get up to 6% back, right? Now, the way that works is you spend a bunch of money, and then you get points, and you can turn those into a bill credit. You can turn those into um, a gift card of some sort. You can do this, that, or the other. It's really not that much money for what you've charged on your card, and it's kind of a cumbersome process. And unless you do a statement credit, a bill credit, it takes weeks to get that money uh, or to get that certificate, right? Apple card, their credit card, it's giving you cash immediately. 
So if you swipe whatever the factor is, say that you buy something for $100 and you're, you get $1, that immediately goes to your Apple Pay card, which is part of your wallet. They give it to you immediately, which to me is awesome. As soon as that transaction posts and it's verified and all that, you get the cash back. And it's like literally cash back. It goes to your Apple card. There's no redemption process or anything. So I think um, as soon as it's available for me, I'm applying and I'm going to start using it. Sure. I mean, there's there's a hell of a lot of benefits there. And it seems like a great deal for somebody who's going to be able to utilize that properly. Yeah. Um, I just I won't go down that road. But it sounds like a hell of a deal. Here's a big topic. You ready for this one? Um, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. But we'll go for it anyway. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. WWE SummerSlam is this Sunday. This Sunday. Are August you going to have somewhere to sit? Because last time I've been to these things, um, I mean, is... always bring your own. Uh, it's always BYOC in my house. Okay. Yeah, bring I'll your own cash. That. Bring your own cash and bring your own chair. Five bucks for entry. Throw it towards the pizza. Get a fuck ton of pizza. I don't know that I'm making the cookie brownies this time because uh, some fucking asshole ate them all last time. I ate a and, bunch. And I had to. Yeah, we were on keto, but uh, somebody ate them all. And uh, holy fuck, I had to get Venmo'd for that because they were all gone for Got one. Um, I but ate it's quite always, a few of those. It's always BYOC in my house. Just Are you making safe. your John Elway wings? Um, that's <laughs> No wings. Your seven right wings? Now. Seven out of ten? Nope. Listen. I work all day Sunday, uh, so I'll be getting off just in time to gr- get home, change, grab everybody's money, say hello, and then go grab the pizza before the show starts. Okay. Pre-show starts at 5, main show at 6, so i got to try to get back before the main show starts so we can all uh, enjoy some wrestling. You, um, you stock up on toilet paper? Always more toilet paper, dog. Yeah, you need I more toilet paper for sure. Oh, always more toilet paper. Okay. What's the Excuse cover me. charge? Uh, five dollars. Five okay. five dollars. Do you have a corking fee? Uh, B Y O W. Yeah. No, okay. No corking fee. All right. Bring your bring your own wine. I do have some. I can get some root beer for you though, if you want some root beer. <sighs> yeah, baby. You know me, Millstream root beer, baby. I I do know your favorite. Yep. Yeah, buddy. I might have some mugs sitting around here somewhere. Oh, mugs, good shit too, though. Yeah. Sure. Let's run through. Yeah. Let's run through the main matches here. Yeah, you um, you know my love for wrestling. I try to run. I try to do these parties at least four times a year with the big ones. Yeah, um, and, I, and I'm always watching every piece of wrestling. But you know, SummerSlam is maybe their second or third biggest pay per view of the year. Okay, I'm I'm so, getting back into it. So you know, if, if you've it. listened to this podcast, you know that I went through this renaissance period where I, on YouTube I started watching all the old Attitude Era clips. Um, Great stuff. The Steve Austins, the Shawn Michaels, the NWOs, the when wrestling Hulkamanias. was a staple, yeah, when it was really popular and it was really good. Um, so I, I watched all that into the era of like the Alliance and the corporate or whatever they're called. Um, and I just in the last few weeks started started to regularly watch Raw and SmackDown. Sure. Um, so I'm I feel like I'm up on it. I know the names, I know the faces, I don't know the backstories, but you know. I know it's who, all, it all comes. Yeah, it all, it all comes in waves. Yeah, I know who the Becky Lynches are, and who the Charlotte Flairs, and who the Roman Seth Rollins and the Seth Rollins. Yep, exactly. Daniel Lester, Bryan, all that stuff. So, I I feel like this is going to be the first pay per view in a long time that I can actually get into because I I I went to your house for WrestleMania this year. Yep, and that was like fine for me. wasn't great. Sure, I mean it's a good time. There's yeah. food. There's people. Seven out of ten beer. for sure. That's seven what out of wings. Yeah, seven out of ten wings. 
but you know it's a good time to get together with people but at least this time you have more of a vested interest we'll sure. say i actually know all the people that are on this card so right uh goldberg versus dolph ziggler Dolph ziggler yeah so goldberg showed up uh, monday night raw this week yeah to uh confront uh ziggler and tell him that he was next uh, which is very cheesy zero reason so, yeah, Ziggler had dropped some hints and some cro- promos that he threw out there, basically saying, like, I'm better than Goldberg. Goldberg's a piece of shit. And so right. the original match was kind of building to where it looked like it might be Ziggler versus uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And we then, know he can't wrestle. And, yeah, Shawn is, does not want to do that anymore. No. And so, really, <laughs> based on his match with The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, Goldberg also should not wrestle. Right. But. You and I know how this match is going to go. Uh, so he come out, sign the contract, and it's Goldberg versus Ziggler. At, if it's uh, more than four minutes, I'm going to be shocked. It's, I think it's going to be less than two. Yeah. Okay. Jackknife. It's going to be Spear, done, Jackhammer, Dunzo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yep. Not Jack. Jack Jackknife Jack, versus Kevin Nash. Jack okay, Hammer. that's right. Sorry. Jackhammer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jackknife, Powerbomb, baby. Big Daddy Cool. Correct. So listen. Cool Big Daddy Cool. Uh, if there's one person that I think should get Botox, it's Shawn Michaels. It looks like his skin is falling <laughs> off his face. It's it's all the tanning he's done. Oh, man. The guy looks looks real bad. I do like that it's he cut bad. his hair, it's, though. I, I don't mind the, the haircut. Him and yeah. Triple H both needed that haircut. Yep, that's for sure. Um, how about Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair? Now, Trish Stratus, I was surprised, is even still wrestling because she was popular back when I was into wrestling in the 90s. She isn't wrestling, though. That's the fun part. So she kind of got called out. Essentially, they like shoehorned her into some segment on SmackDown. Bada bing, bada boom. Charlotte's like, hey, you suck. You should wrestle me to find out. Okay. And then here we are. And the, the, it, SummerSlam is taking place in Toronto, right. which obviously the hometown or at least home area for both Trish Stratus and another man on this uh, on this, on this this list here. But yeah. Trish, I don't think has wrestled since. I think she wrestled at that all women's pay per view last year, Evolution. Hmm. Okay. Um, last time she wrestled, and then before that, it had been a while. So. And Charlotte Flair, uh, back on the Botox, she looks like she's had too much. So she's got a lot of work. Yeah. But she's... she had those titty implants, and she had those titty implants fixed. Yep. She might have had some nose work, maybe some lip work. She she, she all For worked sure. on them. Yeah, she's had hey. she's had a face stretch, like I think an uplift yeah. or whatever they call it. She kind of looks like that dude from Men in Black where he grabs the loose kid and asks <laughs> if that's better. That's okay. kind of what Charlotte Flair looks like. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, let's see who's next. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I'm actually really looking forward this, to this. This is going to be a barn burner of a match. This might be match of the, match of the night, in my opinion. Okay. Um, this, uh, so you got AJ Styles, who's recently heat. Eel, uh, aka bad guy, yep. um, going up against the resident superhero, and that is Ricochet. He had the belt before and has lost the belt to AJ. Now AJ also has reformed with the the club or yep. the Bullet Club, or now that as they're referring to themselves as the OC, yeah, uh, which is whatever. That's I... Luke Gallows, Paul Anderson, and they are. I mean, and then in Japan they were unstoppable. So I'm all about this. I really like. Um, the di- the dynamic way that Ricochet wrestles. I mean, he's like all over the place. It's really smooth. It's really fluid. On the flip side of it, I do like the pretty boy look and persona that AJ Styles has with like the sh- the straight and immaculate hair and uh, oh, kind of yeah. cocksure attitude. Um, he he says that he only washes his hair with uh, 
uh, hotel shampoo. Nothing special. What? I don't I believe know. that for a second. Um, them locks are luscious. And you know the United States Championship. I'm not really sure where that lands in the pantheon of all these stupid <laughs> titles, but I'm telling you one thing. Yeah. It's the coolest looking belt. Because of the flag? Oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. I don't know, man. Not because of the flag. Yeah. Just like the colors and how it pops. The Intercontinental Belt is like the secondary most recognizable belt. Obviously, I it was think the... so, yeah. Uh, but the, the Intercontinental and the U.S. title are basically interchangeable as far as like secondary titles. They, they don't have a world championship anymore, right? So, yeah, you, you've got the world heavyweight champion. Right, and then you have the WWE the, champion. Well, I mean, no, you, the world heavyweight champion and WWE champion are essentially one and the same. And then you have the universal champion. Okay. That's the raw belt. The yeah. black belt is the, uh, is the original belt. Hmm. But no more just gold belt and, you know, the globe on it. The right. iconic so belt like, for years and years and years and years. Correct, yeah. So Kofi is your... W W E World Heavyweight Champion. Right. And then and then Brock Lesnar is your universal champion. Yep. So All right. Finn Balor I versus I think, I think that's gonna Yeah, I think that's gonna be match of the night, by the way. Anyway. Yeah. I think I think that's gonna be the one that goes maybe like fifteen or twenty minutes. I um, hope it goes twenty yeah, twenty five. I would love to see it go long. Nice. Uh Finn Balor versus uh the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt is the hottest thing in WWE right now. So I haven't seen a lot of Bray Wyatt, but I legitimately kind of get freaked out with these promos that he does where he's like in this like peewee's playhouse type of setting. Mr. Mr. Rogers house. Yeah. And then he gets just in a snap of a finger. He's like a demon and he's all make up up and he looks fucking like the Babadook. Yeah. He's got that, that mask on that mask was, I think, designed by like one of the most famous horror people of all time if i'm not mistaken i can believe it and he's got like the crazy voice and um man you know it's it's refreshing it's scary so bray's been bray's been gone a year right he i think he was gone after last SummerSlam. last year at SummerSlam, he was supposed to wrestle as a woman okay <laughs> which was fucked up against uh finn balor as the demon finn balor mm-hmm. um and that got that got that got pulled, and Bray's been on the shelf ever since. Um, and they've kind of been reinventing his character. And so, like, it started as, and I love those vignettes of him doing the muscle man dance and him being like yeah. Bray Wyatt and apologizing for all the bad things he did, and then also having this fucking flip of a switch. I will eat your fucking soul with yep. this badass Slipknot style mask. Like, it's it's so it's it works so well. Yeah. Um, and I it's not that, really. But I <coughs> I can't think of anything that has been that dark since like mankind and Kane. undertaker back in the day. Kane. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me, I love Finn Balor. Love him. Okay. And would love to see him come out as the demon, but Bray Wyatt is going to wreck this motherfucker as yeah. well. He should. It's his first match back. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a setup for sure. I mean, but no, it's a no brainer that this dude just crushes it. Yep. Uh, this is an, uh, a match. I'm very interested in this next one because I, actually have a man crush on Shane McMahon. Um, and that is Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. For, for Shane Kevin O'Mac. Owens' uh, job. For Kevin Owens' Yeah, Kevin career Owens match job. for Kevin Owens, yeah. Yep. Uh, so which means he's going to win and Shane's going to lose. In theory. Now, that's my, good, in my limited well. return to wrestling, I don't like Kevin Owens because he steals finishers. 
You know, he does the sweet chin music and he does the stunner and I've seen him do uh, the power bomb and different sure. shit. So, no, I mean, so Kevin does a pop up power bomb, which has always been his. He has been utilizing the stunner for. Yeah. He not necessarily. That's more Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler uses sweet chin music quite a bit. But either way, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I don't however, like that shit. The, the popular guy in this in this match, your face, if you will, is Kevin. Yeah. Where your heel is definitely Shane, and Shane definitely deserves it because Shane has been nothing but a top notch d bag. So um, the the thing you have to remember is Shane's got his henchmen. You know, he's got uh, uh, Drew McIntyre and Elias sitting yeah. around waiting for uh, Kevin to get his ass beat. So where, where we'll, does we'll the brother in law fall in these days? Where's Triple H fall with Shane? Trip, I think, is kind of on the outskirts. He just kind He's of does his own thing. Doesn't worry about Shane. thing, right? Yes, yeah, COO thing. He doesn't worry about Shane. Okay. For a while there, when Shane was a, a popular guy, when he right when he first returned, the big rumor was he was going to fight uh, Triple H at WrestleMania. Mm. That'd be a good. And match. that would that would have been a good match. Yeah. I, I just like Shane because of, you know, he's got that fucking stupid dance and the and money, money, money. And I, listen, I love Shane as a, as a good guy, but as a bad guy, he is very good and I hate him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that he's just fucking stacked like a brick shithouse. I mean, he he's, he got his father's gifts of just being fucking ripped. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. How about Bailey versus Ember Moon? SmackDown Women's Championship. <laughs> Snooze Fest. Moving on. Uh, this is another match that I'm pretty excited okay. about. You're cutting out, man. What do you say? Phenomenal. Love both those performers, but that that match is going to be bad. Oh, Bailey and Ember Moon. I think Bailey's like really cute, yeah. kind of in that like not she's not like supermodel hot, but she's like girl next door hot. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Kofi versus Randy Orton. I so think the, this the is legend also killer pop- versus the first black champion. <laughs> I think this could be another candidate for match of the night. I I really do like Randy Orton. You know, I there's something about this like cocky posing that he does, and like this very flamboyant like raising his hands up and weird shit like that. But you know what? It's that that exactly it. Yeah, he's he's got his he's got his own swagger, man. And, he does. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a fourteen-time world champion, youngest world champion ever. Uh, ever. Um, yeah. I mean, Randy's done it all. He's done a lot. And the fun part about this build has been they have leaned into their history together because Kofi and Randy fought plenty of times before before yeah. they were both like really really popular. And so to build on that history to where Kofi is now made for WWE champions ever Yeah. Um, to Randy wanting to take that. It's uh, it's going to be a good match, man. I, I really think so. I think Randy's going to put on a clinic, which is going to be rare because Randy normally phones it in pretty hard. <laughs> do you, do you think he's going to win or do you think Kofi's going to retain? No, I think at this point, Kofi's got it. Um, and I think you let Kofi ride it at least until, Royal Rumble. If not, maybe you let Kofi take it all the way to Mania again. I don't okay. know, man. That the New Day are money, um, and there, there's a lot of money to be made with Kofi as a champion. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Becky you know. Lynch versus especially, Natalia. Especially, head, especially heading into Fox as or as SmackDown is getting ready to be uh, moving On to Fox. Fox yeah. I think 
having a black champion speaks uh, speaks a lot. Yeah, it's a fine line so. they ride though between you know they didn't take it from him too fast and they let him have it too long. Um, right. You don't you don't know where that's at as the first guy, so it's kind I think, of a delicate thing. I think that that line you definitely wait to let happen organically of when the fans start chanting you know what during his segments or booing him yeah. or whatever that's when you got to start thinking about him right now they still love him so yeah. what was um, the next match becky lynch versus natalia this is a snooze fest man becky in a, in a walk yeah and i don't know where i fall on becky lynch um i don't i don't know if i like her or not but like ugh. She's she's too cocky. I don't like the the accent. She's the man. Yeah, that's true. She's um, the man. Last one here: Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. I really want Brock Lesnar to just rip Seth Rollins in half because Seth Rollins' character has not been great for the last few months, okay. and he was you know the champion, and it's just not working for me. Like I loved Seth winning, and I like him as a champion, but this I, whatever they're doing to his character right now isn't working for me. So as much as I don't want to see Brock win anything, yeah, I, sure, whatever. I so Brock Lesnar is like the ultimate bad guy. I mean, sure. he, he is. is like making Seth Rollins spit up blood, and like to the point where I thought this is like some Legit really injury. real shit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, blood the I think, hard way. I think that'll be a good match. I don't like Seth Rollins that much. I think he's a little too stereotypey um, of a wrestler. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm indifferent on this now. I want to know if you think there's going to be a pop up like Roman Reigns Daniel Bryant match. Yeah, that's for sure going to happen, I think. Is it? Yeah. That that's a that's a for sure possibility. Yep. What I like about the pay-per-views, so like there's there's certainly an appeal to the drama factor, which is why it's worked where they, you know, more than half of Raw and more than half of SmackDown is fucking talk and side side things and stuff like that. That that works, right? What I like about right. the pay-per-views is it's just fucking wrestling. Well, it's hours it's a culmination of, of what they've been building. Yes, right. They've been they've been building this for so long. It's you know, there's a couple of vignettes here and there, but a lot of it is just, all right, we built to this. Let's see who's going to win. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I like SummerSlam. Yeah. I always used to like SummerSlam I, back in the day. I hope that there is a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match, if only because I love Daniel Bryan. So, do you really? Even, even as a, Daniel Bryan? I mean, uh, Eel Daniel Bryan's fine. I don't dislike him. I think he's just great all the time. Okay. Daniel Bryan's one of my top. 10 to 15 wrestlers of all time. Wow. He's so See, and I don't, I don't know enough of the beginning. Like I know the yes, yes, yes. Stuff. Sure. I mean, that, yeah, it, but, but his ring of honor stuff is real good. Okay. Speaking of Roman reigns, uh, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, we saw that together this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun sure fact, did. a lot of my family on my dad's side is from Hobbs, Hobbs, oh, wow. New Mexico. <laughs> it's uh, way well, down, way down in the south uh, eastern corner of New Mexico. It's uh, pretty close to a border town. Um, Did any of your family ever jump off a uh, at least forty-story building and whoop. free fall on top of a dude who was falling on a uh, who's on running a rope down the side of the building and not die? Nope. Nope. Oh. They don't build them like that in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yeah, they, they build sure them like that in don't. Samoa. 
Yeah, you're right. How about has your has any of your dad's family ever driven a car off of a cliff while hooked together to three other cars and somehow hit enough nitrous to pull themselves back onto the land and yeah. not die? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then your family's done more than I have, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's really the premise of the movie. Listen, was that that event. Let's 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 talk more about our feelings on Fast and Furious, right? Because that's where all this stemmed from. What, where are you at with Fast and Furious as a franchise? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's it's a spectacle that I continue to want to see uh, in the theaters, just because it's major budget and special movie. special effects are better now than they've ever been. Um, I'm intrigued to see in the next movie what they do. You know, now that they've like basically sent off Paul Walker, like what's that look like? Um, but as far as like, do I like the movies? No, they're far, far too over the top for my taste. Cheesy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the last one where it's like, they're fucking running down a, a plane and like, you know, jumping between buildings in Mumbai, like Jesus fucking Christ, man. See, I, I, I give a little more credence to watching cars do unnatural things versus Dwayne Johnson jumping off of a building, grabbing onto a rope, not getting any kind of rope burn, yeah, and then free falling on top of not one, but at least two guys crashing into a, the roof of a car, rolling off and having no scratches on his body. Yeah, it's really just like, what's the craziest shit we can think of? And right. I think that they really started to diverge from the path I liked in fast five. That's, that's like the breaking point for me. You know, that, that was when they started to do some crazy shit with the cars and explosions and, you know, fucking stealing cars off of trains and shit like that. Um, so I'm out as far as like, do I like the movie? Um, I love the entertainment, but I don't like the movies. It's very hard to separate yourself. Like I can get, I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of different things. Yeah. But man, that movie really asked a lot of me. To Hobbs and Shaw and, for sure suspend, did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hobbs and Shaw really asked for me to suspend a lot of disbelief. And the movie needed a fucking editor. It did not need to be two hours and twenty minutes long. Like that is yeah. insane. It did um, not need to spend the first half of the movie in London and the second half in Samoa. You could have cut half that out, merged it together, got in and out in ninety minutes, and been just as good. Yeah, that said, better. that said, The Rock is amazing. Dwayne Johnson's Always. great. Jason Statham right. is pretty good. I was a little Still disappointed good. with a lot of the generic things he said. Um, it's a lot of basic Jason Statham dialogue. Yeah, like, hold on, watch out. I got an idea. This kind of like. We should work together. Yes, exactly right. Like, he has a lot of those, like, very standard action dialogues. Um, mm hmm. But he fucks shit up, dude. And their, gave chem- him the their Bruce chemistry Willis together, script. yes, their chemistry together, I thought was awesome. Which is probably the only reason that this movie got a green light was because of how well they worked together. Um, what what was the best part of the movie for you? Um, not the funniest, I, I, but the yeah, best. the best yeah best part of the movie. I, I really did enjoy their trip home mm-hmm. and the, the build up to that last battle. I, I think that, that, that ending did, did a good job of really, cause I personally don't give a fuck about Jason Statham's character, his motivations. I think yeah. anybody that has that name should die because they killed Han. Yeah. Okay. So 
I have no remorse for those characters. Uh-huh. Um, who I do enjoy and I want to see more of is the dynamic relationship between uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that uh, was Because great. that was aces. Yep. Just aces. Yeah. Um, I mean, and people should realize that this has probably got some spoilers in it. Not sure, that you can really bit. spoil a Hobbs and Shaw movie or whatever, but yeah, it's all popcorn. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's popcorn. Flavor. Exactly. You don't care about the story. You're there for the 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 spectacle. Yes, right. So, for me, I think that um, uh, I would agree that I thought the best part of the movie was Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah. especially no nobody knew that he was going to be in it. Really, um, nope. Kevin Hart pops up too. I thought th- that part was great. Um, it was, and I do not like Kevin Hart, but that was a very nice cameo for Kevin Hart. It was yeah. pretty funny. And I think I, the poop, I think the one on the toilet might have been a little bit better. Yeah, that personally, was, that was but funny. It was pretty good. Um, you know, that this, final battle in Samoa was good. Yeah, this movie follows a really prevalent movie trope of the 2000s, which is that nowadays movies are made. You know, the the format of a movie is always three acts, right? You have the beginning, the middle, the end. You have the the crisis, the the action, and then the resolution, whatever you want to call it. But so many movies these days that straddle this comedy action line, think about sure. your your Thor Ragnaroks, think about your, um, you know, your Hobbs and Shaw, some of your Fast and the Furious, stuff like that. Um, it's like the first half of the movie, really funny. A lot of great jokes, a lot of bro comedy. Second half of the movie, they got to start wrapping up the, got to start wrapping it up, Derek. And right. it's less funny and more just like forced story. Well, and I think the thing for me when we're sitting there watching that movie, like the the amount of disbelief I continue to feel after that first 40 minutes or so, like the first 40 minutes were fine. You know, getting those guys together was good. Like the, the, the setup was fine. Yeah. But once you hit London yeah. and, and then it was just kind of, it was on from that point. Yeah. And my struggle became the fact that we spent so much time doing the same things. Like I did not need to see Shaw fighting the, the, whatever the fuck those guys were, yeah. which we don't really know. They could have been MI6 or actual bad guys we don't know. or whatever. We, yeah. We don't know. Um, between him fighting them and him fighting her, his sister, they could have cut all that out yeah. and just been like, oh, I went here, you went there, and and met up at right back where they were. So yeah. th- that movie really needed to be trimmed a lot more than it was. Um, honestly, they could have skipped London and just gotten right to the heat of the moment of getting back to Samoa. And, and really, they focused way more on, I thought, uh, Hobbs' story than they did Shaw's. I'm uh, fine with that. And I am too because I mean, he's the, the future is, of it. The, the Rock is the more dynamic actor in in that regard. So, yeah. um, for for what it was and for what it is, it was a fine movie. But I, after I guess my expectations of Fast and Furious a lot higher after six and seven. Uh, five is five yep. is also good. Yep. I, five is really good. So five, six, seven. Those movies were just so bombastically great. And eight was eight was fine. You know, obviously you I felt agree. the. the, the the miss of Paul. Yep. Um, but after those movies kind of really built up, like the spectacle while also balancing a really good story uh, for, for being a final uh, a fast and furious movie, this didn't hit that for me. Sure. Um, and so I kind of felt 
a little lackluster after I left. It was a tough watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't fall asleep. We're, we're almost done. So We were chuckling a lot. Yeah. That, so the funniest part of the movie that we can't ignore is there's a part in the, you know, back and forth, Jason Statham and Rock, they have a very good banter and like a very good jokey uh, bromance. They play off on. each other extremely well. They really do. Big, tough guy versus like agile ninja. It's, it, you know, right. classic. It's there's a point spy versus big burly fucker. <laughs> yeah, there's a point, though, where... <laughs> where they're going through the airport and Jason Statham is trying to lose the rock. He's trying to lose <laughs> Hobbs uh, and get away well, with his sister. They're all trying to, they're going to Russia, remember? Right. Yeah. So he changes their identity. Yep. Gives them an identity. So, they're on the radar. Right. So yep. they're they, trying to he, hide. Yeah. He gives them the name that Hobbs doesn't realize till he's at the airport. Uh, right. Mike so, Oxmall. <laughs> So his sister's like some some nice wearing a wig, looking like a little cute girl. Yep. And he's like some rich architect looking motherfucker. Statham's good. And, That's fine. And then the the rock rolls in with a skin tight brown zip up, like just <laughs> flesh colored suit. Yeah. And he's like hands over his passport. My, my cock small. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was great Rock's about it is is that man. so good. Is that the way that the rock said it? A lot of people didn't catch on. Right, uh-huh. but then then the TSA agent guy, he's like, Mike Oxmall, and you realize my cock is small. My cock small, fucking hilarious. And it's just it, the, the Rock's deadpan face was the best. Yeah, it's just like I go by Michael. And yes, <laughs> and they and they pay so it off later good. in the movie. The Rock gets him back at the end of the movie. He yep. gets the cops called After on Jason Statham scene. in like a coffee bar, and the cops are outside screaming to come outside and th- I know you're in there. Hugh Janus. Come Hugh out with your hands Janus. up. Hugh Janus. Come out, come out with your hands up. Hugh yeah. Janus, I know you're in there. Yeah. Just I mean just <laughs> it's perfect. funny, man. Like as as childish as those jokes were, those yeah. were absolutely the best jokes in that movie, which tells oh, you the sure. kind of comedy you should expect from a fucking Hobbs and Shaw movie. Yeah, they're going for the low hanging fruit, man. Oh yeah, which um, is fine. I'm, I'm good with that. I think the best comedy in the movie was Ryan Reynolds, but like that's one of the things where you have to like kind of be in the moment. But here's the thing, like yeah, it, it came by like I'm sitting there running through my mind, like Ryan Reynolds has never been in one of these movies before. What's he doing here? Why is he sounding like he's been in one of these movies before? What the fuck? And then I'm like, holy shit, hold on, it's Ryan Reynolds. I have to absorb all this because it's just his line delivery is so great. Right. Clearly, The Rock and him have some chemistry there. They obviously uh, they they must know each other, uh, and it's just there's there's just some fun to be had with the way Ryan Reynolds is when he comes to acting. Yeah, and God, does it not just put a smile on your fucking face? He's got face. such that douchebag. Like, it's so good. Yes, it got that it real Van, catty attitude. It's still Van Wilder. It's yes. still Van Wilder to me. Like that he's is making what I still it, he's get. making it work, man. Every character is the same. It's so good, and yeah. I love every minute of it. The heart necklace, I was rolling. Oh man, that yeah. You, you if this is definitely a rent movie, I wouldn't recommend oh, yeah. buying it. Probably wouldn't recommend uh, seeing it in theaters unless I, you're, you want that. Um, yeah, but if you and your buddy want to go and just fuck around at, at eight dollars at a movie theater, that's yeah. pretty cheap to go see a movie, and it was worth it for eight bucks. If you're paying thirteen or fourteen for this movie, yeah, that's not that's too high. <sighs> Let's hit the state uh, fair. Hold on. Hobbs and Shaw review. What, what was the number? Oh, what do I give it? Yeah. Six out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say six and a half. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. As long as we're around, around the same size. Yep. Wait. I mean, what? score. <laughs> same size in your huge anus? <laughs> yes, my cock small. Exactly. <laughs> uh, State Fair. Iowa State Fair started yeah. today. Started uh, Thursday, today. No, uh, Thursday, uh, August Not November. 8th. Stop it. Not August November, 8th. Sorry. You about said November. I did about say November. You thought I was tired. Uh, tell me your opinion on the fair. I have been a fair fan since I was a wee little boy. My birthday always happens during the fair. It's usually the hottest month of the year. Yep. Uh, usually I spend my birthday at the fair, or I did when I was younger. Yep. Uh, we, we've had a lot of good memories of the fair when it comes with with its midway, the food, the events, the people. You know, yep. when I worked at the when I worked at Laser, it was just. The fair has always been a part of my life due to the fact of where it falls. So I personally love the fair at this point for the food, especially. And that right now it just signals, you know, it's always the signal of the end of the summer. Yeah, I am. uh, I like the fair. Um, I'm more of a kind of go do your thing for several hours and then you're done. Get get Are a couple staples, walk? get your cup of cookies, get your corn yeah. dog. Your cheese curds. Yep, but I'm not like my you're mom. You're a one-and-done kind of guy. Well, at the fair at least. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh? Uh, my mom is a go several days, all day. I, yeah. P- people watch, sit, sit on the it. main drag. If I could go to the fair it, like more than three times, I would. Yeah. Uh, I really like the industrial side of it i like looking at the combines like going through the varied industries stuff like that um i don't i don't do a lot of the attractions necessarily but you know it's just one of those things man we're iowa boys there's a lot of free entertainment that happens there and that's always great the food is always phenomenal and i'm I'm always down to spend the money the iowa craft beer tent really always interests me as a a big craft beer drinker now um uh, the corn dog bratwurst has been my staple go-to for years upon years. At uh, one point at the radio station, they filled out little cards for us. Uh, it was like the laser jocks' favorite things at the fair, uh-huh. and so I have like a you know I have one that says that you know Arnold's cor- uh, corn brat. Yeah, I love the corn bratwurst. Um, that then that attributes to a friend of mine who who passed away a couple years ago, Chris Chandler. He turned me out of the corn brat, and he. Uh, he, he he spoke big words about it and, and loved it, and I fell in love with it too. So um, the Grandstand's always a good time. They just upgraded the Grandstand a couple years back. We're going to a Grandstand show this year. Yeah, um, the, so it's uh, going to be going to be a good time. The Grandstand lined up pretty stacked, one of the better ones. Yeah, pretty um, hot, I would say. I mean, you got Luke Bryant, you got Slipknot, you got... Sold out. Uh, Slipknot, yeah. sold, uh, almost all of them are sold out. Uh, yeah. Pentatonix, I think, is a good pickup. Um they're good, man. I've seen them live. Sure. It's it's sure. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. Uh who else are we missing? Toby Keith. Uh, yeah, Toby has, uh, Toby's on Monday. We're going to Hootie last night Hootie of the fair. Hootie and the Blowfish. You got the Blowfish um, Gabriel with, uh, Iglesias is they always have ladies. one comedian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a Foreigner. Stat. Foreigner. Dan yes, and Shay. That's right. Dan and Shay. Uh, I like a lot. Good, it's good acts going on there, man. Yeah, I'm strongly considering trying to go to Luke Bryan. Um, yeah, I like Luke Bryan. We saw him at the at uh, the McLeod Center and uh, at U and I, and that was pretty good. Oh, cool. Um, anything else about the fair that you like or dislike, or you know, I, I wish I had it on me. I printed out the new fair food list. Um, okay. I got told earlier tonight that there's these things called like uh, pork wings. I think are four dollars a piece, um, oh. or three for ten, which is basically a piece of bacon wrapped pork, um, which huh. sound delectable by any means necessary. 
necessary. I need to probably find those and, and put those in my mouth. There's um, a, there's I mean, what, what is your what is your go to fair food? So what I really like that um, – so up by the windmill – there is a corn dog stand. They do maple bacon corn dogs. Oh yeah, um, that is my jam because I am a big sweet guy. Um, sure, you like your sweet with your savory. Yeah, absolutely. So here is the the new deals: uh, cookies and cream wonder bar. That's the um, that's the best deal at the fair this year. Is yeah, cookies and cream that's what they bar. say, right? Uh, yep. Georgie's roast with the most wrap. Not interested. It's a lot. Uh, nope. The Chief. Rib Shack. That's, uh, a, not care. that's a big sandwich. Yeah. And then uh, the Chicken Street Tacos. But let's see. It, those, are the, those are the rounded out ones. The street, the street tacos, I think, are like three for ten bucks or something. Yeah, I don't think that the, I recall seeing anything like stupid crazy. You know, like there was the deep fried Oreo year and the fried butter year and shit like that. I don't think that that is really the thing. Uh, anymore there's no like heart attacks on a stick so right i mean fried oreos are absolutely still there but they're just not like you're not innovating on a fried oreo oh let me tell you something they're They're delicious they're amazing yeah but you're not innovating on that i mean it's just you could put a mega stuffed oreo in there maybe but that's about (laughs) it double stuffed that's what she said yeah um all right let's run through what we've been watching what we've been playing and we'll get out of here yeah, what, uh, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, yeah, you can go. So I I've touched a little bit of uh, I, I picked up EA Access on the PlayStation. It's a good um, deal. Heard, yeah, thirty bucks a year, yep. um, which is a pretty hot deal. Normally sixty, so it's half off if you buy it for the year. Um, and so I, I picked up some games off that, which has been great. Um, it's got some games on there that I've wanted to play and that I haven't got a chance to. Um, so I downloaded like I downloaded Fee. You remember Fee came out a couple years ago? Yes. Uh, not good. I did not care for fee. It was very, just kind of go wherever you wanted to go and figure it out yourself. Yeah. You know, I want a little more of a directional game. Right. And he was not it. I did. I had no idea what the fuck I was supposed to be doing with fee. And it was kind of annoying, but, um, I downloaded the Sims four for, for the wife, the coconut wife. Okay. She likes the Sims. So it's downloaded on there for her. Um, I downloaded need for speed. I'm sorry, not need for speed burnout paradise, which I had never played before. Have you ever yeah. played Burnout Paradise? Um, I mean, I, the demo, I believe, but I so, Burnout Paradise, like OG, uh, back on like the original PlayStation, is good. So I, I think this was a PlayStation Two or PlayStation Three game originally, um, and so basically it's just like an open world driving game that you just kind of go and do whatever you want. There's different races, there's yeah. different challenges, there's different things that you just pull up to stoplights and intersections and be able to do. And fuck if that's not really fun to play. That yep. game was excellent. I had a really good time. I only put maybe an hour or so into it, and I'll, I'll get back to it. It's been a, a long week with work, and um, I'm on a seven-day stretch right now. So not, not being able to play a lot of video games right now. But I, I checked out earlier in the week, and that was a shit ton of fun. Um, I, I picked up Wolfenstein Youngblood. Okay. Uh, that's that new spinoff of the Wolfenstein series. You know, the first one, the New Order, and then you had the Old Blood, yeah. uh, and then you had the uh, New Colossus, and then this is the Young Blood. Um, Thirty bucks, and I played probably the first mission or so, and it's co-op, which is great. I bought the deluxe edition, which allows me to play with somebody for free, okay. uh, where they don't have to pay, they don't have to buy the game; they can just play it the entire way through for free, which is kind of awesome. Um, I love those Wolfenstein games. I love the movement in them. I love the music in them. Um, and they're just truly great video games, especially to just kind of 
fucking mindlessly murder Nazis during. Okay. Um, and and I had a really good time doing that. Uh, the last thing I, I've been playing is uh, Nintendo just released the ability for you to play uh, Super Mario um, Tennis Aces uh, oh. on the Switch for free until the 13th, and then hmm. you can buy it. So it's basically like a trial of the game. Okay. Um, so I was currently downloading that. Uh, I'm going to check that out. I was a big later. Mario Tennis fan back on the 64. So pick, grab that Switch and download it because it's free until the 13th. You can play it, and it's 30 percent off which is not a great deal if you wanted to buy it but i'm definitely going to check a that game. out yeah 30 percent ain't bad yeah 18 bucks off 42 bucks for a switch game ain't bad um what have i been watching um i'm getting ready to watch glow okay. season three of glow starts tomorrow you watch glow nope Go- uh, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling amazing yeah. show on netflix amazing amazing show um a great dramedy uh, they ex- execute it very well. The actresses are all great. The actors are great too. Mark Maron plays a real, really big key character, and he's so so good. Is um, it so that, is it a documentary or is it a drama? No, this is a it's a drama. They basically took okay. um, Glow and turned it into a Netflix show okay. um, with Alison Brie plays the main character. We like oh. said Mark Maron's in there. Um, a really stacked cast of characters, and it's maybe one of my favorite television shows I've ever watched. And I'm oh, not okay. that's not okay. So there's there's uh, a lot of flutes and pussies. Yeah, <laughs> not quite that good. But you're okay. you're thinking Allison Hannigan, not Allison. <laughs> Allison Bree. Oh, okay, you're uh, right. It's from Community. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so that that's getting ready to drop tomorrow. Um, obviously we're always watching my giant bomb stuff. Uh, Big Brother's on. We're hot and heavy into Big Brother. We're still a couple episodes behind from last week, but still chugging along, playing the playing the Big Brother game, watching the reality TV. And then I started a new show last night. I got a, about an episode and a half in before I fell asleep. Go figure. Uh, called The Good Place. Have you heard of this? No. Have you seen this on Netflix at all? Mm, doesn't sound familiar. So The Good Place is Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. Okay. Great, you know, good leads. Yes. Uh, Kristen Bell plays a character who uh, winds up in what they are calling the good place. Um, obviously, isn't the bad place if you pick up what I'm setting down. Um, no, not yet. And so she is in heaven, and but in like oh. apparently in this, in this in this show, heaven is a very like uh, analytical place of like you have to have done so many good things in your life because they're very peculiar about whether or not you get in or not. Okay. And so, like, they're walking her through the first half of the episode, and spoilers if you haven't seen this, uh, basically it comes out about halfway through the episode that the person that they are saying she is is not the person that she is. So she doesn't understand why she is in heaven, because she has been this awful, bad person that didn't do these nice things and somehow wound up here, uh, and is trying to figure out a way to stay because she doesn't want to go to the bad place. Interesting. So it, it, I mean, I like Kristen Bell to dance and spine. It's uh, created or at least consulted by uh, Michael Schur, who did a lot of work for Parks and Rec and uh, The Office. And so you you have a name attached to that with those two big names on it. I'm I'm in. So there's been two seasons. I think maybe a third is getting ready to drop, or a fourth, and maybe Netflix doesn't have the third. Huh. But really, I mean, again, great premise. Um, and uh, and I and twenty minute I love twenty minute comedies before bed myself because right. hour long comedies can be a little bit harder to do. Um, twenty minute shows I can digest a little bit easier, and that's kind of where uh, where I'm at with this. So check out the good place if you haven't yet because it seems really good. That's interesting. Okay, I won't check it out, but thank you for the recommendation. I, 
<laughs> Asshole. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think that's everything I've been watching. Anything okay. else that, you think that I've talked about? Have I talked about anything else that I've watched? I don't we, we saw that think mo- so. We saw that movie together. I still want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't seen that yet. Giant Bomb, obviously, all the time. That 70s show, we're still kind of just meandering our way through. Yeah. Tried to watch Avengers. We made it through about halfway before it started buffering real bad. Yeah. You, you know, the usual. Okay. Yeah, that's um, it. What about you? What do you got? So I finished up Ori, which I had started playing the last podcast that we had a few weeks ago. Yeah, so um, good. Damn, real good game. I mean, it, it sucks you in once you start getting some power-ups. Um, it... But does really, it suck you off? It does not suck me off, no. It uh, does not suck Mike Oxfall. <laughs> uh, it really kind of makes me want to go back and try Hollow Knight again. Sure. Um, just because the the wall I hit with Hollow Knight was getting just bent over, but I had no power-ups. I had no, you know any skills or anything. So right. it kind of makes me want to try to reinvest in that. I played a, I fucking blasted through SteamWorld Dig 2. So uh, good. Which was, You know I love that. Yeah, I mean, for the games that you play this year, that might be my number one um, so far. Really good. I was extremely sad when it ended. Uh, it's very good. Because it kind of ends out of nowhere. Uh, it does. Yeah. Like, you just start getting to be really pretty powerful, and then it's like, okay, it's over. Um, right. But... I really like it. That that was good. Maybe we'll play the first one. I'm not sure. I booted up, but did not get past the start menu. Basically, of um, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Sure. Um, kind of want to play that. What I've been really big into are the mobile games. So I've played a lot of Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, I don't really know what the hour count is, but I'm level 25 out of 50. Uh, you know, it's man, there's something about it. It's pretty basic. There's definitely a paywall. Um, you can certainly do pay to win. Uh, the, I've spent $5 on it altogether. Um, you're not a whale. I'm not a whale. It's just very, I don't know, man. Very captivating. Um, the quests, the story, main story is not so bad. They have like these little side missions that are repetitive and whatnot, but you can do those to get resources and money and, um, extra loot, etc. You have to like build up your house, build up your town to level up your town to do more missions. So there's, there's like a revolving door effect kind of, sure. um, and it has the RPG elements, you know, you got a weapon, you got a shield, you got armor and you got to level those things up or increase them or forge them or whatever. So how many, how many, how many minutes at a time do you play this? Uh, you, three, is it three to five? Is it 20? Is it 30? Is it an hour? All of it. Um, so, you know, See, I, I don't, I don't want that. I kind of jump in, um, and I can do one mission, the, the little things they call jobs, which are like the revolving side missions, like the repeatable sure. things like go yep. get six of these, go kill this guy. Um, right. those are anywhere from like two minutes to five minutes. They're really quick and easy. Um, so you just do that to get the, get the items and you get out. The main story missions are a little bit more in depth, but I would say that like, I 
I've sit and played it at work. Sorry if you're from Nationwide and you're listening here. I've sit and played it at work for like 90 minutes straight, you know, wow. like pretty easily. Um, it It's just the right balance, I think, of they give you enough to get you close to the next thing. And so you want to come back and get the satisfaction of the next thing. And then you're like, oh, just a little bit more. I do this. See, I, I just, phone, and I, I told you I'd try this game, and I still plan to, but phone games just don't do it for me. It, so they encourage you to play it in portrait mode. I play it in landscape mode. Um, so yeah. just regular old phone phone mode. And I find that to be pretty satisfying. It's a little more, right. little more difficult to maneuver the menus and whatnot, but I find it great. Um, and you know what? For a mobile game, it looks awesome. Um, some of the characters aren't rendered as high quality. Most of the ones that you interact with regularly are pretty. I mean, I would put it on on the level with like Skyrim graphics. Sure. Um, so it's good. Another mobile game that I picked up that I would recommend that you check out because I think you actually would like this one more is called Mighty Quest. Um, it used to be called Mighty Quest for Loot. Now I've only played it. F- you know, probably a few hours over a couple days. Um, but it's, it's basically a, I'm trying to think of a mobile game. Mighty, that, Mighty quest for Epic loot from Ubisoft. Ubisoft makes it. Yep. Does it look like a, it kind of looks like a yes. uh, isometric yes. uh, Diablo. Yes. It's a, it's exactly right. Um, so I've, basically made it through the tutorial and the first couple missions. There's a lot of shit at the beginning. Cause you know, this is, this is a game, this is Ubisoft. So this is microtransaction heavy. You know, you have these chests and these keys and this type of um, mighty packs and gem packs. Yes, exactly. Right. So there's a lot of microtransactions The best, uh, that as best I understand it, it's really not necessary. You can just play the game and level up and get better gear and stuff like that. But, um, that game's fun. It's, it's a point and click type of game. So, you know, you tap on the screen to attack and, there are different enemies, and you get swamped, and you get you level up and get abilities. Um, it's pretty fun. I would equate it to like a Diablo type of experience, which sure is for, nice for phone. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. It's not hard. It's like whereas Elder Scrolls can be hard. There are various levels, difficulty levels in the different quests, and you can get bop real quick. Um, this game so far. You just go in, man, and you just feel like a powerhouse, and you're just fucking shit up, um, which I like. So been playing that um i watched the rest of stranger things 3 r.i.p oh, hopper yeah. <laughs> wow you didn't even give a spoiler warning. fuck that Jesus. shit's been out for a few weeks at least oh wow yeah, yeah. i mean you're um, wrong but so woof that I was watched, that tore me up i watched the first three episodes like the first day it was out and i wasn't right. in i was like man until we know, had our podcast yeah so the the second season to me wasn't that great no, the second season was not. In, in retrospect, it was not good. Yeah. So you encouraged me. People at work encouraged me. My kids encouraged me, if you can believe that. Um, so I went back and watched the fourth and fifth when they start to get down to the facility and stuff like that. And then I was in. And damn, if that seventh and eighth episode don't just fuck some shit up, man. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So they don't fuck it was around. Good. It was good. I liked it. They, they they leave it open for a season four to really do some crazy things, and that, that makes me excited. Yeah, and I, I can't think of the guy's name, but the the 
the really like crazy dude that lives out in the woods. Oh, so um, good. I like him a lot. Uh, so he reminds good. me of like Louis C.K., but not Louis C.K. Um, yeah. I can't think of his name, but whatever. I like oh, him a lot. Yeah, real good. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It was good. I mean, you should if you're out there like me and you watch the first couple episodes and it you, you kind of thought it was a stinker, uh, stick with it. You know, um, I would even go as far to say that you could probably skip the first three episodes and not really well, feel like you're missing out that much. Here's the thing I like about but, that first episode is it really feels a lot of John Hughes. You know, it yeah. feels very summer love, summer vibe. There's some pretty good jokes. Yep. You know, it really sets the tone for there's the two being in a relationship. A lot of character development in this first yeah. It's They're slow, but I mean, it's basically basically the first three episodes you're watching uh, like 16 Candles yep. or one of those movies. It, it's very cheesy and 80s love story stuff, not necessarily the sci-fi stuff that you've come to expect. The the big thing you would miss if you kind of skipped or glanced through those episodes is, is the storyline with Billy. Um you wouldn't really understand what was happening there probably, but Mr. Steal your mom. Yeah. I thought he was going to fuck that chick for sure. Oh, I wanted him to fuck it. Yeah. And then I, and then when he envisioned beating that fucking girl in the head, I was like, holy shit, this yeah, is dude. awesome. Wicked. I'm so um, happy. Spoilers, I'm so happy he died. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't like him. Don't care about his redemption. Sorry. I, I don't like the character. I like, I like the actor. Actor's uh, fine. Yeah. Daker is his name, by Daker, the way. Yeah. So they say it was a couple staples here. Been watching yeah. Shark Tank. Been watching Impractical Jokers. That's <sighs> all I got to say about that. I am interested in checking out Glow because of my recent interest in wrestling. I think that might be yeah. It's dude, that might it's so be my good. nighttime sh- uh, show when I get in bed. They're out. They're hour long episodes, but that first season's excellent. Second season's just as good, and I'm really hoping the third season nails it. It's just so much fun. The character development's great. Mark Maron is fantastic. Allison Brie is fantastic. Cool. Her best friend, who plays kind of again a very uh, pivotal role, it's just all so well done and ties into the wrestling and them trying to figure out how to make this TV show. You yeah. know, some of them have wrestled. It's just it's really good. Recently, Netflix got the first season of Impractical Jokers, just the first they season. Did. Yeah. Plus a couple of like bonus episodes Ran- now random shit, yeah yeah i have not i mean i started watching practical jokers like season five and they're on seven or eight yeah um, it's and so I, I see some of the, the you know the replays of the earlier stuff but i hadn't seen most of the first season so that's been something i watch over the last few nights here's the problem derek i go to bed at like 9 30 i turn on sure. practical jokers i'm tired uh-huh before i know it it's like fucking midnight and i'm still yeah, laughing you're la- Crying your eyes out, um, and I cannot so go hard. to sleep. And yep. I just want to keep watching it because it's so fucking funny. Well, because everything happens so fast. I mean, it's three. It's usually three sketches and a punishment in twenty five minutes yeah. or less. So it's literally seven minutes a piece of a sketch, essentially, yep. and that is really easy to consume. Seven minutes at a time, yep. as our brains. As we're conditioned, we can watch three to five minute YouTube's no problem. If you hand me a thirty minute YouTube, it's tough. But if you give me three different five minute YouTube's, done. I'm in. Yeah, for sure. Game right. Grumps, dude. Like I watch right. so much Game Grumps. And that's where we're at here with with Impractical is you can watch essentially three seven minute uh, 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 jokes yeah. inside of the inside of the show, and then the punishment, and you're done. It, and just you're... on to the next one. If you're out there and you're an Impractical Jokers fan, I would highly encourage you to go to Netflix and watch like the special episodes that they have. Because as far as I understand, unless you buy like the Blu-rays, they're not available anywhere else. They're not even on True TV's uh, website. I was gonna say I don't even know they're on Blu-ray. I think it's all I think it's DVD only. 
yeah so um yeah that's that's possible but one of them is like the uh best punishments that they'll always remember and so they go into like throwing murray out of a plane and uh having joe's uh brother-in-law kick the shit out of murray and um, is it sal on the on the trash boat sal on the trash boat is one of them sal uh through the corn maze is another one yeah it's like that is a really funny uh model or uh, not compilation compilation of of uh the the shit like that but yeah i mean it's it's great dude those guys have such a good chemistry, and uh, I, w- I just wish that you and I and some other people would have thought of that show, and we could we could no be rich shit. right now. No shit. Like, that would be it's how even, we get paid, dude. It's even better that I know you came in a TESD late, but as a, as a, as a lifer for telling Steve Dave, yeah. listening to Brian Quinn as a young pup who worked at the firehouse, and now seeing him as this television star is crazy. Yeah, what's funny, going back and watching the first season, man, it's kind of a trip because he is – extremely timid he doesn't do a lot very very Um, timid and doesn't want to do a whole lot yeah doesn't want to say some off the wall shit and then they they just really pound (laughs) myrrh like i think the first five episodes myrrh was the punishment for four of them oh yeah um so it's myrrh's been the laughing stoke of that stock of that show for a while yeah uh it's real good so and he loves it so it doesn't matter any uh anything else here for the good of the podcast uh yeah um Let's see. You know, my Braves are turning along in the ML, the old MLB, Major League Baseball. They're still doing okay. Okay. Um, they lost tonight, but as we churn towards uh, October, as it's now August, um, playoff baseball is, is getting ready to heat up. You know, after the All-Star break, shit's going down there, which is always good. Picked up Madden. Um, okay. I have yet to really do a whole lot with Madden yet, uh, but I picked up Madden 20. Um, I, I need to get into that and check that out. So that is my my hope and my prayer that I can get some time to play a little bit of uh, a little bit of Madden and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I need to find time to go see that Tarantino movie number nine. Um, yeah. I need to go need to go check that out. I, I kind of want to watch Jackie Brown because I've never seen Jackie Brown it's and it's one. on Netflix. It's a good one on Netflix. Yeah, I remember when Tarantino was only gonna make like eight films. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to that, but um, he's gonna do the yeah, he's gonna do the ten thing. So you got one more to go. Yeah, I am not gonna probably go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I I want to, but looking at my schedule over the next couple of weeks, it's I know tough. I'm not gonna be able yeah. to, and then it's gonna be yeah. kind of out of theaters quick. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of any other kind of standoffs or one offs that I've got for you. I think that's kind of. Uh, for for me, aside from the fair, SummerSlam Sunday, uh, birthday on Thursday, got seven days off starting this next Wednesday. Whoa! Um, okay. You know, I work. I mean, like I said, I'm on a seven day stretch right now to work seven straight, and then starting Wednesday, I've got seven off. So um, I'm nice. ready to uh, ready to get to those seven to kind of relax and rejuvenate and have a good uh, have a good birthday week and you know the whole shebang. So that's what yep. I got for you. How about you? Um, I got. Tomorrow and Monday off. Um, oh, nice! Probably, well, probably day? doing yeah, probably doing the fair. Uh, it's it's the kind of vacation that you don't want to take at work. It's like I had a burn days. Uh, I was going to sure. have too many at the end of the end of the year, so I just started taking off days that are sort of around events that I don't really care about. So, sure. yeah, like SummerSlam. Yep. Um, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get so <laughs> fucked up at SummerSlam. All your root beer. I'm not. No. I don't know what what I got planned. I, I I'm gonna take the kids to the fair. I don't know if that's gonna be tomorrow or if it's gonna be Saturday. Um, yeah, we don't, 
We're we're ditching the kids Saturday and Sunday this week, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week. So whoa, look yeah, at the big, big stuff. brains on Brad. Yeah. Big stuff. Uh, yeah, that I don't nice really Tarantino yeah, chum, exactly. I you, like you liked it, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, no, I don't have anything, man. That's a wrap. Yeah, the fair is kind of it, right? Yeah, the fair is it, man. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go blow probably eighty or ninety bucks and hate myself yeah. for a couple of days. Let's shove a couple of uh, maple bacon corn dogs down your throat and see uh, see what happens afterwards. Yeah. See if you can get yourself a job in the corner. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> My Coxmall. My Coxmall. And I'm his friend, Hugh Janus. And that, I think, is That's it the for DTS the, the DTS podcast. Uh, I am Tony. I am uh, definitely not Hugh Janus. I'm Derek. That's Derek, yes. Uh, I'm Derek. Okay, we'll see you uh, next week. We out here. Next week, we'll be back. Bye. We out here. We out here.